We say, don't have sex before marriage. Don't be in the hookup culture. Don't do the one night stand. (laughs) Don't do pornography. And it's kind of like this. It's kind of like if someone looked at you and said, don't think about an elephant. Yeah. Well, what are you thinking about right now? Exactly. Right. You're thinking about an elephant. And so something that I'm passionate about is showing girls and men how to close the door once you've revealed why it was opened. Hey, my name is Katie Bulmer. I was your typical heartbroken and hungover sorority girl who looked for love in boys, Bacardi, and did I mention boys? After the breakup that broke me, I met the only man who can truly fulfill me. His name is Jesus. Shortly after that, I met my husband, the best example I have met of Jesus on this earth. Today, I have never been more sure I am right where I'm supposed to be on a mission to help today's young women find their life calling, stop dating dirtbags, and basically just be who I needed when I was younger. I've been called a big sis, an adopted mom, or my favorite title, a cool aunt. But however you think of me, get ready to be challenged and encouraged. This is the Truth For Your 20s podcast. All right, guys, we're going to talk about it. We are talking about hookup culture with my friend, Julia. I found her on TikTok where you find all of the cool people in the world. And uh, she is spitting some fire in such a good and loving and relatable and beautiful way. And I just could not pass the opportunity to ask her to be on the podcast. So Julia, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be um, talking to you. Um, Gosh, I know TikTok connects all of us. (laughs) Right? Isn't it the best? I love it. Well, you were talking about some incredible good goodness (laughs) over there. And a lot of it relates to hookup culture. And that's kind of how we started started talking like, oh, girl, like this is good. Let's talk about this more. And by the way, I love, we've just been encouraging each other because Mm -hmm. as you can imagine, as Mm -hmm. girls who are trying to be like, hey, um, you know, maybe Cardi B isn't right about the way we Mm -hmm. hook up. People have opinions. People have opinions yes. about that, and they will let you know in your comment section. So, yes. first, let's unpack who is Julia. <laughs> Hi, you guys. Oh my gosh, such an honor to be on here. Um, my name is Julia. I go by Olive Branch Truth on TikTok and Instagram. And, you know, I name myself that because the olive branch in the Bible signifies reconciliation. And I, as a 23-year-old girl, needed nothing more than someone to reconcile me back to God. And heck, I need it every day still. Um, But I know that when I was in such a vulnerable age at 18, 17, 19 years old, I needed somebody to tell me the hard truth. And the truth that is actually a lot more freeing when you're able to admit it and say it than, you know, holding it back and being fearful of what other people may think. So, um, you know, a couple months ago, even I was absolutely quiet on all the subjects that I was passionate about. I was quiet on, you know, the hookup culture. I was quiet on following God, all of that stuff. And I just found that my private life with Jesus was supposed to be kind of like hidden. It was mine, you know, I didn't want to offend anyone. So the reason I started talking on TikTok, on Instagram is just a recent, almost maybe four months ago, I said, you know what? The Lord is wanting me to speak about things that are hard to say. 
and not care about the opinions of everyone else and just say them because I know that when I was at a young age or when I was in college, I needed to hear the things that I'm saying now by the grace of God. So that is why I started my TikTok and it's kind of just blown up from there and I get to meet all these cool people like yourself. So (laughs) it's super exciting. (laughs) Oh, I couldn't love this more. All right. So let's talk about kind of how you got passionate about this because part of that is your personal story, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think you know, it's hard to truly understand a world and a culture, so to speak, without being in it. And so that was totally my story. Um, I kind of grew up in a Christian church growing up. Um, I kind of had a mentality growing up that I was supposed to wait for marriage, save myself for marriage. And, you know, the reality of it was going to colleges and going to, you know, parties at a really young age doesn't really introduce the right things at that time. And I know so many people can relate to that. You kind of just found yourself in it. You know, it's what's fun. It's what's cool. It's what's, it's what everyone else is doing. And so I kind of just found myself into that world. And so, um, you know, as a 16 year old, 17 year old, just going out and parties and all that good stuff, um, bad stuff, you know, good at the time, but sin does run out and get really old after a while. Um, you know, so over overall, I ended up going to a college and there I just, gosh, I found myself in a super toxic mindset, super toxic action. Just everything that I was doing was not aligning with what I know was going to bring me freedom, with what I know was going to give me fulfillment. So, you know, pornography, you know, even at a really young age, watching pornography, um, which is so crippling to your mind and, and, and shows you such a perverted version of what love is actually supposed to be. Um, and then on top of that, going into the hookup culture and just, um, finding that validation is what the big word we always use is the validation from boys or the validation from, from having that powerful quote unquote feminist, um, you know, hookup you know, in, in today's culture, we talk about hooking up as an empowering thing, that sleeping around is empowering because you are in control, because you don't have your emotions attached. But what a lie that is, you know, yes. what a lie that is that that hooking up is empowering and hooking up is is um, liberating for women when in reality, just like the porn industry, it actually entraps both men and women in sin. And the big word that I always use on my account, which is lust. And, you know, just to go over what lust is, um, lust is that that um, temptation that you have to watch pornography or that temptation you have to have sex before marriage, sex before covenant, before God, Um, that temptation to, you know, do things that you know won't bring you that freedom and joy that God brings you. And, you know, I don't use the word lust to condemn someone, but I simply use it because I was lustful. I was there. I remember growing up and thinking, oh, I just have a dirty mind. That's just the way I was born. You know, this is just what I think. This is just what I do. And it has nothing to do with anything besides the fact that I was born this way, you know, and what a lie from the enemy that is. So I think that's really what encouraged me to start to speak up and say, you know what? Not enough people are talking about this. 
I needed to hear this. Where are all the girls talking about this? Um, And I think just to answer your question, the real reason I ended up speaking up on this is actually from listening to a YouTube video from a group of influencers, two influencer girls that I had grown up watching. I ended up not really following along with them. And when they came across my recommended page on YouTube, I was super interested. And I thought, oh my gosh, like where they are, where are they at in life right now? So I ended up clicking on their page and it was a truth or drunk. So basically you have to answer the question and if you can't answer it, you have to drink. And so right off the bat, I'm like, all right, this is where they're at, you know? At this point, I was not talking online. I didn't have a TikTok. This was like months prior to me beginning this journey. I go on there and I just remember watching the question, what is your favorite type of porn to watch? I was floored (laughs) when I tell you I could not believe these girls that were 23 and 25, I believe, so right at my age, were literally promoting an industry that profits off sex trafficking. Not only does it profit off sex trafficking, which is a whole different conversation, but it profits off me and you. When we watch it, it messes with our minds. It messes with our hearts. It tells us, oh, if we go do that, we'll be fine. You know, if we go have this threesome, right? I mean, if we go go push the sex to to the next level and do this, this, and this, we'll be fine. If we do it with this person, this person, this person, we'll be okay. That is the lie that pornography does to young girls and young men. And so to see them promoting such a distortion of God's true intention for his people, which is sex that's supposed to be pure and beautiful and not filmed. That is God's intention. And so to see these girls posting about this broke my heart. And I thought, if girls are watching this, how much more then should we as believers in the truth be posting about the opposite? Be posting about the freedom that is in Jesus, the freedom that that is when you get away from that culture. And so... Yeah, that's how this all kind of started. I'm so proud of you for speaking up because like you said, you know, if if not you, then who? And even if there was a hundred other voices, there needs to be, <laughs> there needs to right, be a hundred other right. voices to combat the other voices that you like just saw on YouTube. And there's plenty others like that as well. Right. Oh my gosh. I'm so proud of you. Okay. Mm. Okay, culture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so obviously you've got a passion for this, a little bit of your own personal testimony of how, you know, why you've been there. Like you said, and I love what you said about how we, to be in that culture makes us better serve to um, help other people. You know, I heard it said that a mentor is someone who goes back to the darkness with a flashlight. Mm. And that's mm. essentially kind of our, our ministry, yeah. right? You know, and again, like yeah. your, your mess becomes your message. So here you are kind of in this world of pornography and lust and hookup culture and grew up, I'm assuming you met Jesus somewhere along the way and now you're married. So unpack that part of the story too. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was about, gosh, I was probably 18. It was in 2017. I had been going and attending, 
attending college for a whole year. Um, and so it was January of 2017. And I went to a conference, a Christian conference. It was called the Passion Conference of 2017. And it was with Louis Giglio, Christine Kane, all of those amazing people. I ended up going not because I wanted to, but because my mother bought me a plane ticket, sent me to, on the plane by myself to Georgia. And I lived in Texas at the time. So across the States to go to this conference to celebrate a God I hated. <laughs> I mean, just to put it frank with you, <laughs> I did not love God. I did not think that he knew me, that he loved me, that he had anything to do with me whatsoever. Um, so for me to go to this conference is almost hilarious to think about because I cannot imagine what the other girls that were surrounding me at the Christian conference were thinking when they looked at me. I'm not saying I looked anything crazy, but they had to know this was like my first time stepping into a church. I mean, they had to know that I was not, this is not my scene and I don't really know why I'm here, you know? So um, that was in 2017. Basically the story goes, I had a encounter with the living God, I heard the voice of the Father speak to me for the very first time. When I was standing in the crowd on the third day, I heard the voice of God say, the love you've been searching for can only be found in me. I cannot make this up. I could not think of that in my own head. I could not even tell you that's something God would have said. It was absolutely the voice of thunder coming into my brain. It almost felt like someone had put a loudspeaker in my ear and just boom boxed it right in my ear. And that was the words that I heard. And at the time I was in extremely, in an extremely abusive relationship where the guy I was with was very sexually perverted. I mean, he had watched so much porn that he wanted to introduce that into the relationship. And I was at this crossroads of, Am I going to keep going with this or am I going to turn and follow this God that just spoke to me? And at the time, I will tell you this much. I didn't know who spoke to me. I didn't know what he was, where he wanted me to go. But all I knew is that I was going because what I've been living in, the numbness that I've been facing and living in from living in the hookup culture, from living in a... Uh, pornography driven relationship was absolutely killing me. And even I could feel that like, even as an unbeliever, I could feel that it was literally killing me inside. So literally within five days, I <laughs> unenrolled from my college. And within six months, I joined a missionary school in California, where I basically went to Bible training courses for three years. And I studied among leaders that are just renowned leaders in our generation of uh, following the lead in this generation to Jesus. I got to sit under people that had just been doing this for so many years and had so much wisdom to pour out. And I ate all that up like... I was a newborn, you know, baby into the faith. I was just ready to receive whatever they had to say. And I did that. And it was the best decision I've ever made was removing myself from the situation that I was in and completely redoing it all. Friends. I mean, I still have some of my old friends, obviously, and I cherish and love them. But even just moving 
um, under a biblical umbrella, so to speak, by not going to the same college I went to anymore. I had to uproot myself and move and sit under people that knew what I wanted to know. (laughs) So that is my story. And that is what led me to meet my husband. I met my husband on a mission trip in Honduras. And I met him serving the people that wanted to know the same God that set me free. So, you know, even me saying this right now, God is so faithful. He is so faithful that if you are struggling with this, if this is, if you are in the hookup culture, if you are in lust and pornography and and you're in this, this lustful addiction, God is so much more powerful to set you free and Gosh, like even telling you this, it's just, it blows my mind. (laughs) I love that. I love it when we have to tell our own story and it's like a reminder to us as well. Mm. You know what I mean? I think, and that's what's so powerful about story. You know, if you're listening to this and maybe like something, God's done something cool in your life, or maybe just been a while since you shared your own story, sharing it again or writing it down. I find that that to be so powerful. And that's what they, you know, there's biblical stories about that. Like take this rock as a reminder, take this Mm. bread and this cup as a reminder and going back and remembering what he has done in our life is super powerful. Yes. Mm. All right. So now you talk about hookup culture and I love one of the most powerful things instead of, you know, just the, the reasons why it's bad, which I think that, you know, a lot of us probably know that, but the why. So why, why do we get involved in hookup culture? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think this is such an important aspect and I, you know, encourage whoever's listening right now, if you are kind of having that question mark of why do I have a dirty mind, quote unquote, why do I have these thoughts? Why do I have this, this desire to find my validation from men or girls or whatever it may be? Um, I want to encourage you with a few things. I, I believe, and this is what I like to call the door, okay? I like to call it the door because it really helps me visualize when I'm talking to girls about what exactly is happening when we are in lust, when we are in that as a person, as a human, what does that look like? So I like to use the the terminology called the door. So there's some things that can open that door, so to speak. Um, you know, sometimes that door opens at a really young age. Unfortunately, molestation is a huge issue, you know, in the United States and across the world. Sometimes that can be the thing that opens the door to lust too soon, right? You're being introduced to something that was never designed for a child to be introduced to. Another thing is pornography. Watching pornography at a really young age or maybe even being introduced to a scene from pornography, even just one scene can really open the door to lust and absolutely distort your mind. Um, Another one is experiences that we've had as children that can open that door. So whether that's seeing something you shouldn't have saw, whether that's being told something you shouldn't have said by a a mother or a father or a cousin or an uncle or whatever that is, the door can be opened like that. So the first thing I always encourage a girl to do that I'm talking to when it comes to this is to ask the Lord, what is the reason? Why was this door of lust open to me? And when did it start? 
and ask the Father to show you when this door opened for you. And He will. And once you begin to understand how that door opened, why it opened, you are able to then close the door. (laughs) Mm. Oh, that's so good. And I think that that's, I love what you said, the way that you were introduced to sex, because I get really fired up when we, you know, in the Garden of Eden, this invention of sex was the good God's idea. It was like, let me give you this gift that other animals will experience for procreation, but man and woman are going to experience it for pleasure. And Mm. this is bonding and this is powerful, but this is fragile. And if we misuse it, it leads to a big hot mess, which we can see all over. You know, it doesn't take a minute to look at our culture and see the mess it's created. And when we are introduced, and I hear this all the time in mentoring, if you are introduced to this gift of sex Mm. in a perverted or twisted or cheapened way, then no wonder you're confused and no wonder Mm. you have told yourself, oh, this is just the way I am, or I'm somehow damaged or broken. No, you're not. Mm. You, the door was open in an incorrect way. And I I love that you're, you kind of back that what door was opened and how can we close it and then open the correct. I mean, like if you think about like the garden, like this beautiful flourishing Mm. land of milk and honey and happiness, I I have no ancient day Polaroids, but I'm sure Mm. that Eve was smoking hot and Adam had some chiseled (laughs) muscles (laughs) and they enjoyed each other as a married couple, as this beautiful gift of sex is designed. Yes. But nobody talks about that. Right. (laughs) We talk about this perverted, Ooh, like I want to try it before I buy it. I want to like, you know, just get pleasure from you, which is using other human beings created in the image of God. Yes. If you like this podcast, you will love my online mentoring. And I have three options for you. You can one book a call with me. I made it super easy. You can grab my calendar, find a time that works for you. Boom. It shows up on my calendar. We get a call together. It's super fun. I love meeting girls from all over to help walk them through dating or finding your faith or finding your voice or whatever it might be. Option two, I have a pre-recorded little mini course called Make a Dating Plan. We talk about just dating with intention, walking into dating with a healthy best foot forward. And option number three, I have a more in-depth pre-recorded class called From Heartbreak to Happily Ever After. It has four different modules walking through how to get over a heartbreak, how to heal, how to walk into dating with intention. We have a shame-free discussion on sex and what matters to you. And then 17 things I've learned in 17 years of marriage. I've got some great feedback on this course and I would love to share that with you as well. So check all the details and my link in profile on Instagram or my website. That's katiebulmer.life. Need a speaker for your sorority or women's event? It is not too late to reach out to me and we can put that on the calendar. You can find all the details at katiebulmer.life. Okay, so this has become something you're really passionate about. What are some of your like most talked about videos, like some of the topics that you get a lot of feedback on? Yeah, um, honestly, what I just kind of talked about, I think going over how to close that door is super important. And that's a video that I make a lot on TikTok is, you know, if you are addicted to pornography or if you are deep in the hookup culture, where do you go from there, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I remember I heard this great quote the other day from this pastor and he said, so many times when it comes to sin, we look at people and we say, don't sin. 
We say, don't have sex before marriage. Don't be in the hookup culture. Don't do the one night stand. <laughs> don't do pornography. Don't watch it. Don't, don't look at it. Don't be it. And it's kind of like this. It's kind of like if someone looked at you and said, don't think about an elephant. Yeah. Don't think about how big the elephant is, how gray the elephant is, how the elephant has a long trunk and how it splashes in the water and he's got a little tail. Well, what are you thinking about right now? Exactly. Right. You're thinking about an elephant. And so something that I'm passionate about is showing girls and men how to close the door once you've revealed why it was opened. And that's something I think a lot of my um, viewers appreciate because it's really talking about by the grace of God, I'm able to even share some of my knowledge, which I'm such in the journey of learning more. I mean, I know probably 1% of anything I'll ever know, but at least what I've learned from this point on is that there is some ways where you can actually close that door um, once you've revealed that it's opened. And so I think if you're already a believer, which this is really key to say, you know, if you're already a believer, you have to understand that you have to be in Christ to have the authority of Christ. You know, he doesn't give his power and authority to just anyone. He gives it to people that are in a relationship intimately with him. So I think the first thing is coming to Jesus, coming with all your baggage, coming with all your crap, so to speak, and saying, Lord, here's, here's the mess. And I, I give my life to you and I want you in return. Okay. That's the first step. Uh, the second step is understanding that what we are fighting against is not flesh and blood. You are not fighting against your ex-boyfriend. You are not fighting against someone that did something to you when you were little. You are not fighting against those things. Why do I say that? Because the verse Ephesians 6, 12 says, we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against every principality, against every dark power in the air. What does that mean? That means that we are fighting against something demonic. Yes, I said, oh my gosh, it's such a heavy topic, but it doesn't have to be. It can be very simple. I heard this great, great quote from a pastor and he said, if you understand that 80% 80 of what you're fighting can be solved with understanding who you're fighting, you would have already gotten over it. Great. If you understand that what you're fighting is not your dirty mind, you're not fighting that. You're not fighting your habit, your habits, your habitual routines. You're not even fighting your thought process. You're fighting something so much bigger and that's something demonic. That's something really icky that Satan has done in our world and he's perverted us. He's he's put um, spirits and powers over our minds to pervert the truth. So we're not really fighting against me, against my flesh, against what I want to do. We're fighting against something demonic and dare I say a demon, right? <laughs> But when you understand that lust comes to kill, steal, and destroy your purity, you will defeat 80% of the battle. So what I tell girls is to do this. I say, put your hand over your heart and say, I rebuke and reject the spirit of lust. I don't like you. I don't want any part of you and I rebuke you from having any more say in my life. Then I say, put your hands out from your heart and say, Holy Spirit, I ask you to come in, Lord, that you would come in and wash clean the slate, Lord, that you would come in and absolutely undo everything that lust tried to steal in Jesus name. 
that's it. We take every thought. So every time, you know, someone will ask me, what do you do when a thought of lust comes in your head or a temptation or whatever it is? I say, I take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. That is it. And it's awesome. (laughs) And he's so good because God backs up his word with his power. So, yeah. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And amen. Okay, two things I want to make sure I point out is you said, you know, I feel like I only know a little bit. You know plenty. And, you know, you, before you decide to start this TikTok and before you decide to do what you're doing, there could have been lots of lies of, oh, but Julie, you don't know enough and you don't have a seminary degree and you haven't studied the Bible for 27 years. What you just did was fire. And let's take you back to the blind man. I don't know. I don't know anything, but all I know is I was blind and now I see. Mm-hmm. I can't explain Amen. Leviticus. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah. about the a seven yeah. day creation, but I know I was blind and now yeah. I see. And what you're doing is powerful. And I also want to say that you are absolutely right that the we are fighting dark forces. I actually read that exact verse last night mm-hmm. with my daughter because she gets mm-hmm. in history class, she gets scared when she hears about mm-hmm. like stuff that's happened in our past. And she just like, mm-hmm. it just worries her and stuff. So we were reading that verse last night and that's so true. And as it relates to what we're talking about now is the devil feast on destroying marriages and destroying mm-hmm. families. Because if you yes. think about it, family is everything. If mommies and daddies loved mm-hmm. each other who made babies, we would solve 97.9% of their problems in the world. <laughs> yes. And how does he start? He starts by it's just a little pornography. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just a little, mm-hmm. it's just a little kiss. It's just a little make out. It's just a little leading mm-hmm. one thing or another. And then before you know it, you have mm-hmm. confused mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. this gift of sex that is designed to show man and woman how much they love each other here on this planet. I always say that the marriage relationship is a little glimpse of how much our heavenly father loves us. He can't walk with us every day like he did in the garden, but he can send us a mate to be like, every day I want to love you like Jesus does. Yes, we get that wrong, but if we can get that a little bit more right every single day, excuse you, Satan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is what is standing in my family. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. I don't know what else to talk about right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. I know. Oh my gosh. I think, no, you're so right. I mean, gosh, I mean, not to dabble into this, but what you're talking about, the the family unit is being attacked. And I think so many people don't understand that the reason that we open the door, like I'm saying, to our later selves getting divorced or our later selves cheating on all that stuff is because it starts early. It starts when you're 20. It starts on the small... uh, temptations that you give into when you're 20 years old, that you build the habits you make when you're 50. And when you understand that you're not only, if I'm talking to a 20, 20 something year old right now, I need to tell you this. You are not stopping hooking up with guys because it is fun, because this is the easy way to go. You are not, not watching pornography because it's easier to stop. No, You are stopping this because you understand that the purposes God has for your life now at 22 years old to all the way to 
till you're dead in the grave is so much greater than the perversion that Satan wants to exchange to you. So when you get older and you get married and you understand that your covenant that you've made before God is so pure because both you and your fiance or boyfriend or, or whoever you're going to meet withheld from the temptation that Satan so easily wants to give, just like he gave the apple to Eve. If you're able to withhold from that and replace what you've been tempted with, with the word of God and relationship with him. If you're able to do that, game over, game over, because God has set up such a providence for you, a place of rest, a piece of land, a piece of of where you put your feet on the ground, where this is holy land now. You've made a, a, a halo around yourself, right? You've made a big, like, um, I think of like the incredible, the Incredibles with like the violet <laughs> yes. having the big, like the force field around her. That is what you've created for yourself. When you make these decisions, though they may be hard at the moment, it is so much more beautiful and precious to receive the gifts of God than it is to take the perversion of Satan. So (laughs) I'm getting, you talk about getting Incredibles vibes. I'm getting Priscilla Schreier vibes in the movie War Room. Oh, yes. (laughs) I don't know if you've seen that movie, but go watch it, everyone listening, because it's true. Like there is a war out there after your heart. It is a, and I put this in my notebook the other day. I was journaling and I'm like, no, Satan, this means war. Like I'm done listening, letting these young girls, if I have any influence on any Mm. type of social media, listen, stop listening to this freaking lies. And, and if we don't stand up and say, start acting like we're at war, then guess who's going to win the enemy. Cause if we're just sleeping and be like, Mm. Oh, whatever, it's just a little pornography. Right. Guess who's going to (laughs) win. Yes. Okay. I have another thing to say, and this is my older perspective. I follow another guy on TikTok. He is a former porn star and there's a trend like saying, you know, what's the question that broke you? And for him, he said, what are you going to tell your children? And that is something I'm really passionate about as a mom of girls now, um, tween girls. And we're having conversations about dating and like guys designed for sex and stuff. And that's something you're not thinking about when you're 18, 19 and 20. But what story do you want to tell your future children? I mean, you might need to hit pause on that if you're listening, but that is a thought provoking question that will perhaps change. And, and again, this isn't about behavior modification. This is about heart transformation. And you did some incredible truths on how to lead to that heart transformation. But if you're stuck on a question, perhaps, and I do this a lot in DMS when girls tell me, well, what should I do about this, this, and this? I'm like, There's so many rabbit trails I can go down, but the bite-sized answer is what story do you want to tell your future children about your dating life? Mm. And they're like, well, dang. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. And it it, it helps you. Yeah. It helps you understand. Like I I think for me, and I know so many other people, sometimes you can be so closed minded when you're younger. I mean, even now, like, you know, if something happens to me right now at 23 years old, it's probably the biggest deal in the entire world. And I can be the first to admit that like, if something goes wrong, it's like, I'm not able to see I have like tunnel vision, right? I'm not able to see Oh my gosh, like 20 years from now, I'll probably never even think about this happening, right? That's kind of what happens. I think a lot of times in like, the hookup culture is that we've grown up believing the lie that college is supposed to be this way that college is supposed to be wild, that college is supposed to be like sowing your wild oats. 
And, you know, that's fine if that's your opinion. But what I would rather say is, okay, what happens when the show is over? When the curtains close, (laughs) I'll be the first to say I, I had to deal with so much guilt and shame because I mean, that's a whole different topic, but just overcoming the guilt and shame of your past. And if I could tell anyone this, like my future children or or my friends or whoever it is, and to say, like, let the curtain close on that, that uh, setting and that social life and that career or whatever it is, let the curtain close of those years, those golden years, right, as they call them, let the curtain close with it being a passionate pursuit of God. And the purposes he has on your life. Because when I tell you a switch happened for me, like I said earlier, when I removed myself from that college and I moved, and I'm not saying everyone listening has to go move, but I would almost encourage you to do something dramatic where you're removed from the situation that you're in and you're placing yourself under people that have what you want. They are biblically sound. They are following after Jesus. They have passion and they're on fire for Jesus. Place yourself under them and remove yourself from the situation so you're able to see, oh my gosh, and I'll tell you, I'll be the first to tell you, when I did that, there was a switch of purpose and passion. And the biggest thing I get is people say, you sound so passionate. You sound so on fire. And I will literally be the first to say I was numb as anything when I was in the hookup culture, when I was in lust, when I was in pornography, when I was in hooking up with multiple guys, I was numb. You could not get me to talk like this. You could not get me to to be this passionate. So I find it ironic when people say you sound so passionate. Where did you get your passion from? There is no greater place than the fire that God lights in the inside of you when you follow him and his purposes over your life. The passion will be restored. The passion will be anew, afresh. If it's the first time, maybe he will give you something that literally makes you want to cry enough to follow it. He will give you something that breaks your heart so much that you'll do anything just to talk about it, whatever that may be. And I know so many people have different lanes in which they believe God's called them to. But when you understand that God has pure freedom for you, it is like laughable to think it's hard to leave that culture. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) And Julia, there is steam coming off the laptop on my side over here. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) I love that. And it's so crazy to think that you were ever numb because you were living for what, you know, like temporary pleasures. And now you're like, (laughs) you found something so much greater and I'm so glad. And I can't unpack enough that you said yes to a brave calling. It's not fun to talk about hookup culture or against hookup culture on the internet, right? And you have done the brave thing. But let's talk about that because this is real in 2021 when people are trying. If Okay, so someone's listening. You know what? I relate to your story. I want to speak up about how hookup culture was damaging to me too. But that is terrifying. Talk about it. Because I mean, oh I know gosh. the majority has been good though, right? Majority has been good. <laughs> oh, you're going to make me fall out over here. I'm so on on fire for it. Um, I can feel the steam as well. <laughs> the steam coming <laughs> off our laptops. Um, yes, goodness gracious. I could write a book about this overcoming your past. Oh my gosh. But you know, I want to answer your question clear <laughs> as day. And so I will try to do that best I can. Um, first, 
you have to, two things. Okay, first, you're going to fight that guilty conscience, right? That feeling, you know, that feeling of secondhand embarrassment. Yes. When you think about like something you did or you think about unveiling something you did, right? And it's just like this icky, like remorseful feeling and you almost want to throw up when you think about it. Um, That's the feeling I'm talking about. So if you're listening, I know that if you have that feeling, I know how painful that feeling is when you literally think about something you've done or the past you've lived and you want to throw up because you're just like, how could I do that? Or why did I do that? Or it seems so normal in the moment and it was not and it's making me feel this certain way. That feeling I want to help you overcome with two things. One, you have to understand that feeling is guilt. That is a real, again, demonic force. That is a that is the enemy's attempt to try to get you to be so ashamed of what you've done that you can't even talk about it. How much is that such the enemy's tactic to slap a tape over our, our mouths and to slap you know, silence over our mouths to say, do not speak up. If you speak up, you will be the only one. If you speak up, you will be ashamed of what you've done. People will look at you differently. You you should be ashamed that you even did that in the first place. How dare you speak up about this? That is the first thing you have to understand, that when you hear that guilty conscience, again, the same thing I said to you with lust, I want you to say again, I want you to say, I renounce, I rebuke, that spirit of guilt and shame. It has no place over me any longer. Holy Spirit, would you give me a fresh revelation of how God uses me to speak my testimony? Okay, that's number one. Okay, that's the more spiritual um, aspect of it. Okay, number two, this is gold. And again, this is something I've learned um, from one of my dear friends. Her name's Mackenzie. And gosh, if she's listening right now, I've learned so much from her. She was someone that I placed myself under, like I was talking about earlier. She told me this. She said, when something comes against you, that's tormenting, right? Like that. Once you deal with it spiritually, now deal with it logically. So logically, if you have that feeling of ew, secondhand embarrassment. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. Logically say, what would be the worst thing if I talked about this? Literally think about it. What would be the worst thing if I talked about this? Hum. Okay. Maybe I'll have a bad call from one of my um, family members, which has happened to me. Okay. So I I get a bad call from my family member being like, why did you say that? Okay. My response is, uh, I love God and I'm going to help people. This is kind of my mission to help other people hang up. That was a conversation I had with a family member that called me about what I'm talking about. Concerned. So logically, how bad could it get until I'm just going to freely share what I'm going to share and you're going to have to be okay with that? Because at the end of the day, if I live the rest of my life bound by fear, who am I pleasing? Who, Who am I living for? And I think logically, another aspect of it is like this. The same reason I started my um, YouTube channel, my uh, TikTok, all of those things was because I watched two girls that were influencers talk about pornography and promoting it, like I said earlier. If, and this is the logic part that I go with, if they are so free and able to talk about something 
<laughs> that promotes sex trafficking and numbness within your heart, if they are so free to talk about it, who am I to withhold yes. the true freedom? Who Preach. am I to withhold that? So, so what blows my mind is that is that we have so many girls on on TikTok, on YouTube, on 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 every social media platform spewing out this hookup culture, spewing out whether they say hookup culture or not doesn't really matter. Either way, they're pro- they're promoting the the carefree lifestyle of being whoever you want, whenever you want, doing whatever you want with your body. If they're so freely to talk about that, how as a truth seeker, Jesus lover, whatever you want to say, how can I withhold freedom so easily if they're so easily talking about the opposite? So that is, you know, if if anyone's listening and, and you're like, how do I speak up about this? How do I get rid of the shame? There is now, therefore, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Say that until you're blue in the face, friends. Say that until yes. you literally cannot say it anymore. Say it until every time lust or, or uh, perversion or guilt comes knocking, you just have that on your brain. Like it's like a tattoo on your forehead. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. Yes. And amen. I love all of this. And I had the same. I, I remember asking myself, Katie, what's the worst that can happen if you speak up about this? And I was like, okay, well, I I have a family member who might say something. And they did. And you know what? It was like (laughs) barely, it wasn't even that big of a deal. Like Mm. they just had some questions. And then from then on, it's been like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. And worst case scenario, Katie, you're, I hate you, blah, 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 (laughs) which is extremely unlikely. I'm still setting hundreds of other girls free. And like you said, freedom, you found freedom in the way that God designed you, not this chains of hookup culture. So we, we, we right. you know, you'll, you heard, blah, 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 blah. you hear <laughs> on the internet, there's freedom in this hookup culture, but everyone who's been there knows that as a straight up lie. Yes. Oh, yes. okay. Julia, <laughs> I just love you and I love your fire and I know everyone is going to want to get some more of it. So how can people find you on the interwebs? Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, first off, you can definitely find me on TikTok under Olive Branch Truth. Basically, any social media platform you have, I can be found under that username. Um, Definitely go follow me on my Instagram. As well, I've recently opened the door to doing free mentorship. So if you're interested in wanting to just get one-on-one help, I do it completely free. And the reason is, is because I really, really am passionate about this, as you can tell. And I want people to actually have the resources to get free. And so that's why I did that. If you want, go to my website. You can find it through my Instagram and click it. You'll see free mentorship um, as well as follow me on YouTube for sure. I talk about a lot of this stuff, especially overcoming that shame and guilt and kind of what it looks like to follow God on an everyday basis. And I'm learning. So come join with me as I'm learning. You know, we're both learning. You know, I want to learn from you. And if you want to learn from me, that's also so great. So I just appreciate it. I appreciate all the love love and support. (laughs) Julia, you're so fun. Okay. Well, I know we've done this a lot, but I can't let you go by saying, if you could have coffee with your 20 year old self, what would you say? Oh my gosh. Don't make me start crying. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I start tearing up. Well, I will say I'm going to, I'm going to mark that 21 to like about, can I mark that down to like 18 year old? Yes. (laughs) Perfect. Because I said, I'm a little, I'm still kind of, I would 
I was engaged at 21. So we were, we were doing okay. <laughs> um, so not to say engagement is like good or not. That was totally like, wow. totally fine. <laughs> um, okay. So if I were to have coffee with my 18 year old self, Oh man. Oh my gosh. I got to think about that for a minute. Um, if I were to have coffee with my 18 year old self, I would probably say something along the lines of you were not born this way. You were not born in perversion, in lust, in pornography or whatever it may be. You were not born that way. That's a result of perversion and God can set you free. That is what I would say if I was 18 years old and I was sitting down with tears flowing down my face. I would say, girl, you were not born this way. You were born with the purity of Christ. That is how you were created to be. I think you're going to make me cry. I'm a mom of two girls, which just turns up my passion for all the things we're talking about to the millionth level. And, you know, my own daughters and all the daughters that are listening, like you are so loved and sex is a beautiful gift and God wants you to appreciate it and enjoy it to its full potential. And um, there is healing and there's restoration and it doesn't matter what happened yesterday. Let's talk about what happens tomorrow. And I encourage you mm-hmm. to listen to this podcast episode again, if you need mm-hmm. to, but um, Julia, you offered some incredible truths mm-hmm. and I am so thankful for this conversation. Oh, I love you so much. What a blessing you are. And I'm so happy to be your friend. <laughs> oh, the feeling is mutual. I'm over here giving you a virtual hug because you just finished another episode of the Truth For Your 20s podcast. Would you help a sister out and take a screenshot right wherever you're listening and share it on your social? Give me a tag at Katie Wilmer Life so I can give you a big thank you. You sharing it, you leaving your reviews on iTunes is the best possible compliment you can give. Hey, let's continue to hang out. We have a private community called Truth For Your 20s over on Facebook. So just go to groups, search Truth For Your 20s and come join the party.